hi gang, how you doing everybody? This is uh, Glenn Williams coming at you with another version of Now and Then with Glenn, our special coverage of Counselor's Corner. We're very, very excited, of course, to have with us today uh, great city councilor at, at large. Erin uh, Murphy is here in the studio with us. And uh, hello, Counselor. Hi, thank, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank I'm so you for proud inviting to see me. You. Yeah, it's exciting. No, it's, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity that we've kind of, we're here for the city and we're making sure mm -hmm. that people get a chance to, to, to hear what's going on. Not only that, but it's also a place where people can have their voices heard. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and uh, that can be exciting, too. That can, too, yes. <laughs> you know, but uh, one of the things that, that we talked about at a, at a, at a news roundtable was that we, we needed to make sure that we got uh, the news all settled up and what have you. And one of the things we discovered was that a lot of the news that's being broadcast, 4, 5, and 7, they're doing their job. They're great institutions here in the city, and we're very proud to be kind of mixed in with yeah, them, yeah, yeah. you know, but uh, everything is doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. Counselor, mm -hmm. it's all, you know, I sat with my bride and my, and my daughter the other day, who's a Boston public school teacher. Oh, wonderful. And, uh, she, you know, she was saying that it's scary yep. because all she hears, she goes, I tell my kids not to watch the news because mm -hmm. all they hear about is some kid got shot, some house got broken into, mm -hmm. so there's a fire here, there's some corruption yeah. going on. It's just terrible. It is. And it's all they talk about. Right. Until the last five minutes when they when a kid found a potato chip shaped yeah. like Elvis or, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. You something know? not meaningful. Um, but I decided we're going to give the city councils who know more about Boston and their neighborhoods than anybody, yeah. you know, uh, an opportunity to talk about the great things about awesome. Boston. Yeah. Uh, what, what's great about being a Bostonian? I think that... Uh, that this is a great 20, 25 minutes to, to get that out there. And we'll, we'll run it ad nauseum, you yeah, know, and, and it, yeah. so people get a chance to see um, what, what it is. Um, mm -hmm. You're a true Bostonian. I am. Dorchester. Yes. Dorchester, yes. Did I say it right? Born Dorchester. In, I think so. Dorchester, Dorchester. <laughs> Chester, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But your family has great history in being, being involved in, in the community. Mm -hmm. You know, your, your dad did some great things in the yeah. community and, yeah. and stuff. Um, talk a little bit about that whole being that real Dorchester person. Sure, you know, yeah. That per, you know, what goes into that? Definitely. Um, I mean, I grew up in a family that loved being in the city, right? So we followed along with my Auntie Kay and my mom down to the community center where they were, you know, having basketball and teen time and down to the track down at the Garvey Park. So really, um, you know, doing activities around the city and knowing that you didn't have to leave the city to have a good time. Mm. And one, we couldn't afford to leave no, the city, I right? So sure. we were here, you know, school got out and what are you going to do in the summer? And one of the reasons you mentioned my grandfather, Richard J. Murphy, which the Murphy School and Community Center is named after, um, had started the DUNA, which is the Dorchester United Neighborhood Association, Great. which brought the communities together in the late 60s when Mayor White was, you know, the city was going to get ready to build community centers. Right. And all of like the Marshall and the Holland and the Condon, the Murphy were all built in, you know, early 70s. And it was that idea that he knew that he lived on Houghton Street 
and behind them was this empty lot where they would dump trash and park trucks and he's like wait we we deserve something like that but how do we get our voice heard right so he knew that he needed to combine with other neighborhoods other streets other groups that would be able to take advantage of something so wonderful you know so we have the park the baseball field the community center the school i mean any day you drive down there there's cars everywhere and that's what he envisioned that our neighborhood needed a place to gather, right? Yeah. And great things do happen. You started off saying how the news focuses on negative, and I see it in my job as a politician now. You know, I was a kindergarten teacher, and always sharing good stuff when you're a kindergarten teacher. Always. always. And unfortunately, in this culture with social media and things going by us so fast, I do believe that for many, the negative sells, right? So if people are going to watch it, and, and I, I do know it's true, it's not like what they're reporting isn't true, but no. you can get into that mindset. And I know for like even during not just the pandemic, but people who were more glued to their televisions, they yeah. started to get really concerned and depressed. So how do we break that cycle and say, like, that is true and we do need to address that? But there's also great things going on. Right. So let's not, share not the good stuff. Not only concerned and depressed, but afraid to leave the house. Yeah, yeah. They will. Yeah. Started you know? to think that this was a city that isn't safe. Right. Right. And we're one of the safest big cities in the I, country, I in the that. world, and sure. the data shows it. If you dig a little deeper. Yeah. Are there murders? Absolutely. Are yeah. there people overdosing on fentanyl? Absolutely. Is there, you know, safety issues in our Boston public schools? Yes. But there's also great things happening. You mentioned your daughter is a teacher. Yes, she's my over daughter, Orchard Gardens. Orchard Gardens, wonderful. Yeah. My daughter is a teacher at the Elliott. Now. Okay. So when I left BPS to become a counselor, yeah, she started her teaching career. That's great. So, yeah. Well, you got to keep some things in the family. You I mean, do. I was a teacher too, and yeah. my, now uh, Becky's a teacher. Oh, wonderful. You know, yeah. you mentioned the great, the great mayor Kevin White. He had a great program back there called Summer Thing. Oh, right. Yeah. You know yeah. where they'd go around and have concerts and have arts and crafts things going on and different kinds of programs yeah. for the kids. Yeah. Do, you, do you think we need to, we need more of that kind of thing? So, yes, I do, and I think part of it also is how do we communicate to families that it's happening. One of the things I knew, and then one uh, now on the council know that I have to we have to do a better job as a city, and I take responsibility for that. Is pushing it out to the neighborhoods to right. the families like. There are wonderful summer jobs. I'm having a hearing on Monday, which I called for because we have some success link. We have a lot of jobs for our youth in the city, and half of the jobs go unfilled some years. Mm. And we've partnered now with not just um, city jobs, which are great. Like A lot of times you can get a job at the community center, be yeah. a lifeguard, work in City Hall. But we've um, expanded it, so we have grants now with you know Artists for Humanity, the yep. Science Museum, so nonprofits now can sign up and offers youth in our city jobs. So one of the things that I hope, which I know will come out of the hearing on Monday, is that we get families and kids to know, like, there's some great jobs out there. Great. Here's how we're going to help you get connected. Awesome. Yeah. You so. know, make sure that, you know, I make this commitment all the time, but I'm making it to you right now while people are watching, is make sure you use Boston Neighborhood Network as a conduit to get awesome. this information Thank out you. there. Yeah. Anytime anybody from any of the departments wants to come in and talk about those summer job programs yeah, or talk about, you know, yeah. what, what's going on at the community centers, mm -hmm. you can have a community center half an hour once yeah. a month where somebody comes in and kind of outlines some of the mm -hmm. great things that, that, that are happening. 
Uh, 22 years as a kindergarten teacher? Mo almost all my years were spent in kindergarten, yes. Great. I have, uh, we have a, a two-and-a-half-year-old, oh, in, in nice. in, in, she's getting ready to start school in September as yeah. a preschool, preschool kid. Yeah. Oh, she's so excited. That's cute. Yeah. Um, what kind of... Well, Let's talk a, a second about some of the things like the like the Main Street program mm -hmm, does. Yeah. You know where they they bring a lot of the farmers markets Which and, are great, and, yeah. and mixing and, and when we were younger, mm -hmm. each community these twenty two boroughs. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. call it that because it's too close to yeah. New York. But these twenty two neighborhoods were all distinctly identified. I yeah. mean, it was this community, was Absolutely. this, this community, was that culturally very different. Very different. I think, and as an at-large city councilor, I get to see, which is exciting. Yeah. I mean, like you mentioned, I'm a Dorchester girl, so I know a lot about my neighborhood. But last night I was in East Boston over yeah. the summer, you know, the weekend. I mean, I was in South Boston, right? So you get to see everything around the city. Are, are you seeing any? Uh, uh, um, change in that? I mean, are there more the, the more cultures moving into some of the communities? Absolutely. You know, much so more diverse communities yeah, much from more when diverse. I was growing up. Yeah. Even on my street, absolutely. Great. Um, in the main streets, one of the things we did, and I was a big supporter of last year, is we gave more money in the budget to Good. our main streets. And coming together, it's workforce development, which I'm a big supporter of. We really need to make sure our youth are prepared. Yes. There's so many jobs in this wonderful city. We have hospitals, colleges, you know, cranes all over the city, labor yeah, there's, jobs. There's work. There's work, but in its well paid skilled work, but we have to make sure we're preparing our kids you to gotta be train able. these kids to be yeah. able to fill those those yeah. vac those vacancies. Um, Lots of vacancies. Uh, it, it, Main Street does this development of their mm -hmm. business, their assigned business yep. district and yep. stuff like that. But there's more to it than that. I, th I think there that is. they also bring their board people together to kind of share what the culture is like in their neighborhoods mm -hmm. and also make sure that their individual farmer's market has the... Yeah, the type of the food. Type of food. The artists stuff. come out absolutely. Yeah. Each yeah. one is a little different. That's great. The Brighton may yeah, Brighton has a winter's market. A lot of them brought up winter's market, yeah. the Ashmont the Main Street, yeah. The, the main streets are great and you know, each one does a wonderful job, but they have different strengths. Right. Yeah. Rosendale has always been famous and yeah. they have that. That's mine. I was president of their uh, board for oh, a little while. There you while. go. I can tell. Yeah, but they do a really good job, right? And it's a nonprofit, so yeah. like you said, it's like the community centers have boards. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the center is as good as their board. So no, they're how only do we, as good yeah. as the board. Yeah. So supporting the boards and making sure that there's a level playing field so each neighborhood can support their small businesses and That's fantastic. which is connected to know the activities too right. in the neighborhood what would you say is is an obstacle that we need to you know the, not within politics or within City Hall but what are some are some of the things that we need to do is educate some of the community people as far as what's of not not only but what's available but what can be done mm -hmm. uh, do we need to set aside some kind of educational process to where so someone doesn't stand up and say give me a million dollars well that's just not how it works is right it? right you know, right there's, yeah there's there's got to be a process and stuff is there that conduit someplace where people can kind of learn how to yeah. be involved in their community one of the things i was amazed as my whole you know career my whole adult life i worked in a school so i would drive to school and mm -hmm. i packed my lunch and yeah. i ate in the classroom and sure. then all of a sudden i'm at city hall and i'm seeing so many different people in so many different departments i was so unaware of right yeah. and realizing there are a lot 
of people ready with information to support okay. and we're such a rich city yeah. but i do think we need to do a better job at connecting people to the resources what i see is nonprofits or others stepping up and spending their own money on something and i'm like wait we already do that mm. we can give you that support if it's grants sharing out to small businesses or supporting main streets even um you know schools yeah. the parent councils like connecting them with resources that are money that's already there right. so instead of reinventing the wheel how do we connect people right i don't you know i i don't think people give parent councils you know as much credit as as they deserve yeah. because they're not just parents who are there to make sure their kid gets an education yeah. there's somebody who cares about the education at large yep. and the children that are being affected by it yeah. in the school and i believe they also no, your kids are only in a school for so long. You yeah. do move on, but they want to leave a lasting impression. They right. want the school to stay strong. And right. community you know, partnerships are very important very for successful important. schools. Sure. Absolutely. You know, when I taught, I was the art teacher. Fun. You were the fun teacher. I was the fun teacher. I'm the guy everyone remembered. But it was also, I, I progressed along with the kids. I had the same kids I had oh, in nice. kindergarten that they, I had yeah. in the eighth grade. Nice. You know, sort of got to be an emotional goodbye type yes. of a thing. Do we need to maybe mix that up a little bit so that, te so that the teachers, the great teachers, the, the amazing teachers that we have can have an influence on kids across the board, kind of? Yeah, I mean, different That's schools have different do. models, yeah. but yeah. I mean, I, I see that as, because kids need to be able to trust mm -hmm. and, and, and recognize and understand that, that the person that, that they're dealing with during the day is someone who cares about them. Yep not just waiting for Thursday. Right, right, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I think that it's, it, it's important to kind of fester that out there. Right, those connections are those so connections. important. And it's not always the classroom teacher that the child no. makes a connection with. I always say, like, the whole staff, right? It's the cafeteria workers, the bus driver, the secretary. The custodians, yeah. the guy you see it, you guy you see in the hallway. You my know, dad's I'm, advice when I got my first teaching job was, okay, there's two people you have to make sure you make friends with first. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, who's that? And he's like, it's the custodian and the secretary. Yes, because that's where thing, things get done. That, yep, and those well, things, I just introduced yeah. you to Janice downstairs. I can't oh, get yeah. anything done without, without making her. sure yeah. I get through her. You yeah. know, because um, those yeah. are the people who are committed to what's what's going on yeah. overall, okay. and, I, and and that is kind of, it's not just the fourth grade teacher teaching math. Yeah. You know, it's it's also the fourth grade teacher they run into in the cafeteria or yeah. the school yard or something like that that they can confide in. And that reminds me, because the conversation comes up, people ask, or it's just something we are dealing with. Um, is the difference between a district counselor and the at-large counselors too? Because you know, you mentioned you had Council President Flynn in, strong advocate for his district, and sure. he does a great job reminding departments and you know City Hall like you need to let the district council know because we're the first person people are going to reach out to or we're going to make sure that we get the information out. So being an at-large counselor, I get to work alongside all the districts, but just really see. Like you mentioned, it's are you the classroom teacher or the art teacher who right. sees everyone, right? right? So you get to have that view. Well, and you were in East Boston last night. Uh, I mean, was, it, yeah. that's the thing. You yeah. know, it, it's kind of, it, it's kind of, you know, people say, and I'm going to confess, people say that the district councilors are the ones you want to talk to about something that's happening in Rosendale because they're there. Mm -hmm. But if I call an at-large counselor, they might be in East Boston that, right, that right, night, right, or right, they might yeah. be doing this or that. 
Can you narrow down kind of how that kind of works? Sure. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you'll sit with Councilor Arroyo if there's something happening in Rosendale Square that you're passionate about, or you know what's going to mm -hmm. be happening. Yeah, and and discuss all that kind of jazz. So I think there was like generation, right? Past history of how things got done. Yeah. Things change, people change, expectations change, and I think it all depends too of what type of counselor you are. I'm a worker, I've always been a worker. Sure. <laughs> and so I show up and I, I, I can't be nine district counselors, nor did anyone elect me to do that. So I don't pretend to be like a district counselor everywhere, but I do make sure that I'm getting to, you know, events across the city. It was one of you know, the things I campaigned on. Yeah. I said, I'm gonna show up in every neighborhood and maybe you don't know me in Moss Hill or maybe over in East Boston, you don't know who I am yet, mm -hmm. but I'm gonna show up, I'm gonna keep coming, I'm gonna, you know, my message isn't gonna change. Right. What I say in West Roxbury, I'm gonna say in Nubian Square because, That's great. right? You can trust that, you know, I'm going to show up. We might not always agree on everything. Sure. But if you call our office, because 95% of the calls we get and the people who reach out for help, it has nothing to do with the votes on right. the council floor. Right. It's, oh. you know, my brother needs help with the job. My, you know, I need help with my taxes or... We have food insecurity, whatever the issues are. It's Real like, life issues. yeah, life uh, issues, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's one of the things that we make sure that we, we do our best and always working alongside the district counselor. But if someone calls and we can help, then we help. That's great. I'm sure right. you do. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't think there's anybody thinking that you cats are, you know, uh, just hanging about, you know. Mm. Um, because after all, we cover all of your meetings. You do. <laughs> Those are fun. No, I'll bet they are. Well, I, you know, I think that transparency is important. Absolutely. You know, I think that, that people have to realize and recognize that, that their government has their interests at, at first at mm -hmm. heart. You know, mm -hmm. that those mm -hmm. are, these are the things that they want right. uh, people to, to recognize. Right. You know, one of the questions I like to ask um, is, let's look at... 10 years from now compared mm -hmm. to 10 years ago, mm -hmm. um, we had lots of things going on in the city. Then we got croaked with this incredible pandemic and stuff. Mm -hmm. Is it going to take us this long to get out of this? I don't think so. I hope not, I hope not too. Um, a couple things. One, we had a lot of federal funding, right? We had the opera money last year, mm -hmm. once in a lifetime. And yeah. we have ESSER funds for our schools, mm -hmm. $400 million. They still have to spend by September of 2024. And it's to target, you know, the, the needs of people who were, you know, affected during the pandemic. Sure. So if it's students who need academic support or social emotional support, the city, one of our small businesses, we were giving out a lot of money to keep businesses open, Good. thriving. Good. All of that was happening. So I, for me, it's I'm a move on, right? Like yeah. you have to remember why you got where you are, but I don't think it's going to help us as a city if we continue to use it as a crutch, mm. right? And say, well, it's the pandemic. Because a lot of things that I'm working on and policy I'm looking closer into is, like, say it's chronic absenteeism in the schools. Yeah. It's not just because of the pandemic. You know, in 2012, the Globe wrote a story, and the headline you know, was 40% more, you know, high school kids aren't showing up at school. So a lot of 
the issues that we really have to address were here before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think if, for us to, we have to come together, work together, and we're a rich city. Sure, but you could do it. You do have to recognize and probably kind of say, oh yeah, that there's this big fear that there's going to be a lost generation of kids. Yeah. Because of the pandemic, mm. you know. But but I understand and recognize what you're saying. Yeah. They weren't coming to. Some of them weren't coming to school before. before. Yeah. You know. One of the things I'm going to continue to push for, but I brought it up um, at our first meeting so far with the schools because um, they're presenting their $1.5 billion budget to us is it's those kids who've already graduated. Mm -hmm. So we're really focusing on early childhood and getting more seats for preschool and you know, literacy programs for kids who may be one, two, three grades behind now because of the remote learning. But another thing we really have to focus on is the kids we lost. Mm. Those sophomores, juniors who now have graduated and maybe graduated without the skills because a lot of the requirements were dropped. Because mm. we just, couldn't like, you couldn't do them, right? Mm. Yeah. So we have to acknowledge that we just couldn't do it. But a lot of the funding isn't looking for those 18, 19, 20 year olds. Where did they go? Let's check in on them. Let's see, did they get a job? Did they get their high school diploma? Were they able to go on to a trade or college? Right. And there's money to focus, right? It's where, where are we gonna, who's gonna be the loudest to right. say, wait, let's focus on that, the young generation, right? Mm -hmm. The early 20s who really got robbed no of an opportunity, right? Because yeah. yeah. as a mom myself and teacher and, Anytime I think of a different grade, I'm like, oh, it was the kindergartners that got hurt the most. And I'm like, well, maybe it was the middle schoolers. And I'm like, wait, it was the college kids. Yeah. So I think every, I think everybody everyone got affected. Was, mm -hmm. You know, the younger kids, of course, we can work harder catching up with them by yeah. adding some programs in right. the fourth, fifth, and sixth yeah. grade or yeah. something of that nature. Because they're with us still for many they're years. They're still with us. Yeah, they're still know? with us. I fear for those older kids. The ones that have left yeah. and they, they weren't logging in. The, the data that came out during that fully remote year in BPS when other towns, mm -hmm. neighboring towns were all back, yeah. remote or hybrid, um, is startling. Mm -hmm. Who just didn't log into their Chromebooks and just missed a whole year. Mm -hmm. And a whole year doesn't mean a couple tutoring classes will catch you up. We ran a program here that worked in conjunction with a lot of the teachers that were sending, working with the Chromebooks and sending, sending stuff home with yeah. us. Of, Never mind the digital divide. Never mind oh, right. the inequity That's, with, yeah. the, with bandwidth Internet and, stuff, and yeah. All of that. But what we found is we found a lot of kids logged on. Mm -hmm. A lot of kids watched the programs that we put up that were working in conjunction with the other stuff. So yeah. we know the kids want it. We yeah, know the yeah, kids want to learn. Yeah, kids you know? want to learn. So they, kids uh, are good. <laughs> Councilor, yeah. I know I, I, we could talk forever, but I know i got to give you back to the city. Yeah, the city needs me the back. The city needs you back. Listen, thank you so thank much. You. And don't be a stranger. Please of feel course, free to yeah. you just call, have anybody call that number that you guys have, and, and we'll get you in here to talk about anything. No, I you know, you're on, you're on Joe Heisler's show. Thank you. Thank you're you. on maybe Larry's show or someone else's show, yeah. but you're talking about a specific item. With, with us, we'll, we, we talk about 
we open the door. We let yeah. it. We let it. And flow. I appreciate you saying pushing things out. So if it's the summer youth jobs, I'll definitely connect back with you. Please do. Such that, a great opportunity. Some of yep. these companies, nonprofits, who have stepped up to offer our youth jobs are amazing. And I don't send think that, parents send and kids that to, know. Yeah. Send that to us. We'll put a slide up. We'll put. We'll bring someone like you or someone from your office to come in and talk specifically awesome. about it. Yep. And we can run run a, run a few more programs awesome. like that. I appreciate Counselor, it. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. It was a of pleasure. Course, thank it was you. nice having and you I here. And I love seeing you out around the neighborhood. I know. I'm all. I'm it's sorry. It's good. No, I love Quite it. Quite a pest, isn't he? <laughs> that's good. You, that's <laughs> no, what you no, need hold to on, do. Hold on. Oh, Listen, right. gang. Thanks an awful lot for being here with us. I really do appreciate you. This is this is an important time for us in our cities to make sure that our city councilors get an opportunity to sit here and just chat. You know, no one's giving them the hard question. No one's fee feeding them. You know, or. or or, or pounding on an issue. What we're doing with the counselors, Connor, on now and then with Glenn is, is talking about you as a Bostonian and what's here for you and what you can, what you have benefited from being a Bostonian. This is a great place to do that. Listen, get out there and do something awful for yourself. You'll feel great about it. And uh, we'll dig you next time, okay? Bye now.